0: to connect to the community of The Endless Honeymoon Podcast, and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to The Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
1: We're back in the woods for some reason.
0: We're running from Delta. We're in the woods of Mendocino, where there is no possibility of getting the Delta variant.
1: Honey, I'm a little worried that the second we got here, maybe that was a bad omen, what happened.
0: Well, that is true. I got within, I would say, 50 minutes of our arrival in the Mendocino woods, I got bit in the ass by a scorpion.
1: Yeah, I did not. I've never seen one of those.
0: Well, I never felt one of those. I was laying down a carpet, unrolling a carpet, and I kind of backed that thang up into that scorpion thing and i uh, it felt like well i started sw- making deep eye contact with jeremy's children and screaming fuck fuck <laughs> fuck, fuck fuck and so they looked very confused and then I looked back. I thought there was like an ember burning my butt or something. Like a, a fiery ember. That's what it felt like. Wait, how
1: did it get into your... Did it bite you through your pants on your butt? Or did it climb in it, and no, get into your underwear?
0: It bit through the... It, well, I do have a scorpion in, in my underpants. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, in, I. That's an often repeated rumor. That boy has a scorpion in his drawers, mm-hmm. they say. But this was not that. It was... I think it bit through my butt. Basically, I was like back in that backing that thing up and uh i felt this thing and i started screaming the fuck and then i looked back on the couch and kind of like hanging there was a huge black scorpion then i started screaming i got bit by a scorpion then natasha came in and in true legero form started making eye contact with me and laughing
1: i know but here's why i was laughing Miranda, who's Jeremy's wife, said, "Oh, don't worry, it's plastic. It's plastic." So she kept saying it was plastic. I don't know,
0: based on it what? It was a
1: toy because they have a scorpion toy. Well, so she figured that you saw the scorpion toy. So when I was laughing motions, because I thought you were just playing a joke on Jeremy's
0: kids. No, I wasn't. I was nature was playing a joke on me.
1: So basically, when you were moving the couch. Your drawers started drooping and that's when the scorpion saw your saw that succulent
0: succulent, supple little plump butt.
1: And he he climbed on it. And then do scorpions bite with their mouths? No. Do you think he how do you think or he stung you?
0: You've never seen a scorpion before?
1: I saw it once you took a picture of they, it.
0: They rock you like a hurricane. That's that's their way. It's got what do you mean it's the it's the classic, you know, the tail, tail went into my bum. And the good news is I, for like two days, I was like fucking jacked. Like I was so buff. I could lift really heavy things. Remember when I lifted the truck? I lifted the RV all the way up just using the power of the Scorpion. It was pretty cool.
1: Well, I had a bad omen happen to me when I got here too. What's that? Um, Jeremy's kids did her cat's audition three inches from my face. (laughs) And she's saying memories.
0: Making deep eye contact? Making deep
1: eye contact. So, I don't know. That sounds... What What would you rather? That or Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) would you rather have a nine-year-old do an Andrew Lloyd Webber cats audition while making eye contact with you, or get bit in (laughs) the (laughs) in the in the the succulent white butt by a black scorpion? Uh, That's a hard one.
1: I'd probably do the scorpion because it's done in a second.
0: We had a good one. A would you rather that you came up with recently? Would you rather? news to our listeners. Okay open this up to the listeners would you rather get cancer or cancelled <laughs> which one It's not
1: really relevant to everybody it people is. are like i'd rather get cancelled they don't what does that mean if if you don't if you're not in the public eye i guess no
0: you can get mini cancelled People you
1: can and, get canceled at work.
0: No, but it's like... You can all, get
1: fired from your job. Fired
0: from your job. You're out of your industry. All of your friends and family, except your tightest, closest core, abandons you and is like, I never liked that person anyway. Uh, and you can no longer work in your field. You're in infamy. And, and people are... De- like you
1: did something embarrassing?
0: Yeah, what do you mean? People get canceled from the private sector all the time. We're from the public sector. <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, remember that the first cancellation was the woman that was like flying to Africa and was like, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like a famous case. She wasn't in the public eye, but she became in the public eye. And I'm sure that person is still reaping the benefits of that very So you tweet. would
1: have that level yes. of, so, so if, if you're not in the public eye now, if you get canceled, you would be in the public eye slightly.
0: Right, right. Not, not even slightly. Like, you know, Karen from the, uh, the, the, the bird watching Karen from New York City that threatened to call the cops on that black dude? Like, you're in that level of, like, infamy. But you...
1: How about... I have an idea. How about you get canceled for being a Karen?
0: Or canceled. Well, we can't... Sure. I mean, whatever it is, it's that level. Barbecue Becky, you're at that level. Everybody knows who you are. And you're canceled. Or you get a kind of cancer that has a 70% survival rate. So you're really likely to win. Oh, when to, you
1: get, yeah. To,
0: mm-hmm. to, to, to live. Here's the other bit of information to add into your calculation. When you get cancer, the opposite of getting canceled happens. Everybody comes out of the woodworks and is like, I love that person. They're so brave. They're so special, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, so, so, so people love you more. And when you're canceled, people love you less. In fact, your own... But you
1: have your health, which is essentially everything.
0: Your own family. Like, your mom maybe turns on you a little bit. Your mom's a little bit like, listen, honey, I love you, but I can't be associated with you in public until you get this squared away.
1: Oh. I think health is more important.
0: <clears throat> Write us. Let us know. What would you rather have happened to you? Cancer or canceled? <laughs> Let us know here at the endless honeymoon podcast (laughs) today's guest is somebody that has not been canceled no
1: and the uh the opposite uh she has a lot of cancer
0: this is awesome no
1: she has so many things happening and uh i'm so excited to read her book the wreckage of my presence i also often listen to her podcast (coughs) called Bitch Sesh, all about the Real Housewives.
0: It feels like, oh, okay, it's about the Real Housewives, because I was going to say, if the podcast is called Bitch Sesh, it sounds like you're often a guest, just but kind of without being asked to be on the podcast. What I'm saying is sometimes you engage in a bitch sesh of your very own, if you know what I'm saying. Does that make sense, the joke?
1: Yes, honey. I'm
0: kind of like roasting you a little bit, and I felt like it was a pretty effective slam.
1: You can also see her on Black Monday.
0: I'm not doing very well since the scorpion bite. I've been trying a lot of riffs, and a lot of them been falling pretty flat. But you know what doesn't fall flat? The Collected Works of Casey Wilson. Who is our guest?
1: Yeah, she's our guest. Let's give her a call.
0: Let's do it.
2: Hi, guys hi
1: hi casey
2: i'm so sorry i'm late i was doing some like weird thing for a promo and they were like a million questions hi wait casey is this your house because this doesn't
1: look this looks like it's like a bathroom at like a hotel or something
2: no this is my house but they had me add these weird flowers should i lose them for the promo i was doing They're like, do you have anything you can put over there? I'm like, not really. No, I like it. It just kind of looks
1: like, um, like a Tudor place where I would like want to go on a holiday or something.
0: Yeah, we're gonna come to your spot for a (laughs) holiday if you're down.
1: We're we're in an RV, so where are
2: you guys?
0: (laughs) We're in the woods, running from the Delta variant. Now, (laughs) we understand that the last thing you did only had a million questions. We only have one question, Casey. So scared. Here's a question: Would you rather? Oh my god, this is so be, stupid. Would you rather cancer, okay, or cancelled cancer? Wow, that was such a bold, <laughs> no thought about it. Now let me tell you the parameters of the cancer. Okay, seventy percent, seventy percent survival rate. Okay, cool. so do do? yeah, the cancellation. The, your close core stays with you. Your family, your your husband, like, you, they'll stay. What Everybody about else a couple friends? Maybe one friend. But one, like maybe. that
1: friend that will already do anything you say. Like, they're not your most exciting friend.
0: Right, but they're also, okay. they're also a little, they're problematic themselves.
2: Oh, fuck. Okay, right. I don't want that friend. They, they keep coming out for me, but they're hurting me. I, their support is hurting Right, it it doesn't. Original answer.
0: Mm -mm. So cancer, it
2: is. (laughs) Because with cancer, you you rightfully so, you get a lot of sympathy. People are there for you. I can't handle people not liking me, so the idea of being canceled and I will be canceled. So know that it's not. It will come for me, but I I just don't. I don't think I could. And seventy percent. I'm an optimist. I I, I'm good with seventy.
1: But you don't think health is everything?
2: No, health is career wealth.
1: And
0: image is everything. That's
1: health right. Health is like all we have.
0: Okay, honey. <laughs>
2: I know. I don't in that scenario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, all right. So that's your question for Casey. Now I have a question for Casey. Okay. I know you're you're married to a very talented writer and so am I. And does your talented writer husband try to do home projects and like get, does he have like a toolbox that he tries to like pull out and fix things, but really just makes them worse.
2: Okay. So I'm on the fence about saying this, but this is what he says (laughs) about himself. Okay. This is, this is his words. Okay. Now he is a Jewish man. I am not. And he says that I come off anti-Semitic even when I repeat these comments, but he says, a Jew, <laughs> and he thinks I am, and I'm not. You know, we're raising our children Jewish. I'm possibly going through a conversion if I can find the time. But he does not. <laughs> he, we, we bring in someone to help us with those things, and that is how what he attributes it to. I attribute it to laziness and not a cultural, not his culture and kind of religion.
1: So you actually wish he would, he would, because coming from another woman who's married to a Jew, I wish yeah. he wouldn't do his home repairs. Because no, I'm
2: so happy always... with the way it's set up.
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure I'm understanding the part where the anti-Semitism comes into play. Can you, well, it's, you, is the intimation that because he's. Because we're Jews, we're not really equipped to do home repairs. We should be like
2: yeah, that's part of it.
1: For financing
0: me. some sort of other. No,
2: he is just blaming that on why he cannot do any home repairs.
0: Uh-huh. He blames
2: that. Uh-huh. And he again tells me that if I also give that reasoning, that makes me anti-Semitic as a non-Jew. But he also thinks everything sounds anti-Semitic, which you know. And I don't. I don't mean to have gotten. See, I told you I will be canceled, and I told you, and I didn't know it was gonna happen this quickly. Here we are.
0: See, that's actually what we're leading you toward.
2: I know. And my husband said that is what will bring me down. Hundred no, percent. No, I, 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 hope I just not.
1: have to say. Moshe is just always uh, in a home repair. Like even before, before, no, but he's, he makes everything worse. And (laughs) I have to always talk him out of his bad ideas. And furthermore, he, um, he makes a mess.
2: Look, I appreciate that you have defied, you have defied my husband's own stereotype about his people, which was wrong. And that's beautiful
0: all i'm saying is that what you guys don't understand having been raised in a gentile milieu is that the home repair is not really about the home repair it's about the uh enforced emasculation that society has imposed upon us and to do the repair we are saying to society no i truly am a man and then to look to our lover and have them rolling their eyes and saying you see This is what I knew you couldn't do. You're, in a way, reinforcing the problem that we were trying to solve in the first place.
2: Right. Okay. I I hear that. And it seems like my husband isn't even up for that challenge of trying to attempt to reclaim the masculinity stripped from him by society. So I think you're enlightened, you know.
0: He's a happy cuck, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he
0: is. Great don't book. make
1: her say that.
0: <laughs> We're just trying to get you in trouble. Okay, you're... we can stop.
1: Moshe's oh, wow, half wow. polish, so. does
0: okay. that mean?
1: Uh oh. Maybe part of you part of you wants to do the home repair.
0: Pole you're saying polls do home repair? <laughs> wow. <that something? laughs> wow. All right, Casey uh how how would you feel now that we've um established uh all of our mutual problematicness how would you feel about giving some uh, advice to some other people that need some help in their lives
2: okay i mean i will try my best
0: let's do that you seem
1: like you have a very full life you're you have a you have you're a successful mother you're a loving love you have a loving husband you guys always post beautiful posts about each other. You're an
0: author. You're an actor. You're I mean, what don't you do? What's your what are you worst at?
1: A podcast. She's a podcast. uh... Podcast
0: tour. Yeah, Yeah, podcast tour. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Podcasting.
2: And I Uh, directed a short film, everyone.
1: And she's a budding director. Don't forget about my short film. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's your short film called?
2: Uh, It's called Daddy-O about my father. But I'm kidding. But. I do feel like I do feel like if you want to direct, women have to like come with their short film. feel like I did something. <laughs> <laughs> and men are like directing Marvel movie.
0: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I have never directed anything, but Marvel did just reach out about me doing the, the I'm actually gonna be doing the entire X-Men uh, series again.
2: Again wow.
0: Yeah, debut director. Eight film deal. It's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. I have no experience whatsoever with it. So right. They it just seems like your home
2: repairs. It, it is interesting. <laughs> That's the right word for it. Moshe
1: asked me to put him on tape for an audition. And I got so frustrated. I realized I'll never be a female
0: director. Just by me. Oh, <laughs> was it like,
1: like
2: your actor not taking direction?
1: It was more like I didn't want to put the phone in the tripod.
0: <laughs> and let me just start. <laughs> oh, and say, okay, no.
2: Technically.
0: Casey, I'm not her actor. Let's just clarify <laughs> that. I'm my own actor.
2: See, let me say, that's why I actually actors are in like a little cage and they just like call us out. Whereas, you know, I do like the directing, the power. She is your actor. That's what I learned as a director.
0: You She's own these charge. people. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if we can direct some people into a greater good. And- I think yeah. like you're okay. gonna
1: have good advice, Casey.
0: Okay. Hey Tosh. Yamos. Yeah, Would you say you're a person who likes to have a soundtrack to your life? Uh, yeah. You're very good at it, though. You're disciplined about turning on music to set a mood. What
1: What else do you have if you don't have a mood?
0: Well, sometimes I'll be in a mood where I'll forget that I've been sitting in silence in a dark room for over 32 hours.
1: It's really weird when I walk in on that.
0: I'll scream out to Alexa using Amazon Music. Hey Alexa, help me get out of this depressive stupor and it makes having music on all the time so much easier.
1: And not just music, Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes, including ours to listen to.
0: That's right, you can say, Hey Alexa, play the Endless Honeymoon podcast and they'll just start and you'll be listening to my sweet sweet dulcet voice.
1: Plus, uh, no ads, I mean, what more could you want? It gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs, as well as podcasts, music videos, and more.
0: And the best part, the owner of the app just flew to space in a rocket ship he built with your money. If you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now's a great time. For a limited time, New customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days.
1: There's no credit card required. Just go to Amazon.com slash endless honeymoon. That's Amazon.com slash endless honeymoon to try Amazon Music unlimited free for 30 days. Amazon.com slash endless honeymoon.
0: Renews automatically, cancel anytime. Terms apply. Hey Tosh. Yamos. Yeah, Would you say you're a sweaty, sloppy, moist sleeper? I would not. I would and do to my friends behind your back all the time. Thanks. Yeah, well, I got good news for you. Yeah. For those sweaty, sloppy, moist sleepers out there, Brook Linen, we've talked about their sheets before, they're our favorite sheets in the game, they have for these sweaty summer nights, crisp, cool sheets that breathe to keep you cool, and you can say goodbye to those wet sleeps.
1: And don't forget you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you want to make sure your bed is as comfortable as possible.
0: And the best part of Brooklinen? They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups, so you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price.
1: They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews. And counting.
0: So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HONEYMOON to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's
1: B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HONEYMOON for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100.
0: That's brooklinen.com, promo code HONEYMOON and stop sleeping sloppy tonight. Okay, first we're up. We're gonna call Danny in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. Melbourne.
3: From the
2: lockdown.
0: Well, yeah, they're probably partying right now. Wait, why? Yeah. Is it better there? Yeah, they figured they solved it.
2: Is that true? Well, well they right just now. they locked down for a few weeks and then they're doing great, I think. Danny. Hi Danny. Good morning, guys. Well, good morning for me. How are you?
1: It's Natasha, Moshe, and our friend Casey Wilson.
3: Hi, Casey Wilson. It's good to meet you guys e meet, you guys, as I say to all my potential clients. You look beautiful, Casey Wilson. Top me God, with this, this light.
2: God bless. This is not for
3: this podcast. Uh,
0: what
1: what about me? How do I yeah, look? Yeah,
0: what do we, chop liver over <laughs> here?
3: I feel like we're your guys' camping. Wi-Fi connection is not as strong. Oh, well,
0: that's
2: I'll right. admit, you guys are in the lowest, fuzziest lighting. You're like a blur of images.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it is an issue that we are having because we're so far in the Northern California woods. How do we Zoom podcast and stay connected to Mother Gaia? That's an issue we've been having this whole time. It's
2: a real issue.
3: Are you guys in Humboldt National Forest? Sorry. I, this is not my podcast.
0: No, we're we're in Mendocino and I just want to say that you're calling from Melbourne, Australia and this whatever American accent <laughs> character you're doing is like so fake, we can see like straight through it. Like no That's one right. is buying this like American lady character.
3: Right. It's definitely not like West Coast my whole life, LA for the last 14 years prior to that. No, I just got really, I started taking Maybe. acting classes, so I got really good.
0: Well, you know what, actually you're on the, you're on the line with three directors uh one, two of whom have done shorts but one of whom is about to do an eight picture deal with uh with Marvel Studios it doesn't matter eight picture,
2: eight picture. But, yeah the fact that you say picture is what got you that job <laughs> for I sure i drive in
0: paramount in like a an old timey rolls royce convertible with like an auga horn and a little weird hat and it's kind of like they see it they're like oh i got it. one of these old school guys <laughs>
1: Okay, so what's going on, Danny? Please tell How us. How can we
0: help? Is it about the mistake you made by moving to Australia?
3: And what, let's not unpack. We can unpack that for the next
1: hour, but I won't.
3: <laughs> I won't take up that much of your time. I'm like, luckily, no one I know in Australia is going to um, watch this because they don't have good taste. So, um, okay, so I don't know if your producer gave you any context. I'll, I'll keep it really short, my context, but um, I moved out to Australia about... Three years ago, at this point, to be with my now Australian husband. Um, what we you
0: before. <laughs> little my thing. husband. That. All right. Maybe I'm a little
1: nervous. Oh my god.
3: Um. Basically, the my question is kind of twofold. How. I moved out here three years ago. One of the reasons I thought it would be a great idea to move out here is because I knew I wanted to have kids. I was a little bit of like an older mom, and I knew I wanted to get going. And he's got, a t- you know, tons of aunts and uncles and cousins, and he's got two siblings with wives. And I was, I have a small family, but I'm really, really close to them. But we were all spread out in the states, so I thought, you know, in my mind, without probably discussing this, I thought that'd be great. You know, we have kids, are are their cousins, and the next gen can kind of grow up together and. I'm so excited to cultivate these close relationships with brothers. Let me ask
0: you a question, Danny. When, yeah, Danny, when he saw your small family as an Australian man, did he say, "That's not a family; this is a family"? Well, he it actually kind of didn't it. even. <laughs> he didn't,
3: pretty much. I mean, like, he didn't even realize that people could not come from big families. So that's just one of the differences. I mean, also, what's happened over these last three years is it's become kind of clear that I'm probably not just going to have this. Um, idealized version of tight-knit relationships with like his brothers. Aww. Um, I know it's that, I mean, I'm really close with my mother-in-law, which I know I'm really lucky. So many people have monsters-in-law. So I'm lucky in that sense. And she's great, but I kind of am now considering considering
2: her like, like Natasha does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Casey, what the hell?
0: <laughs> it's a feeling I get. <laughs> it feels anti-Semitic. The, feel, the feeling feels anti-Semitic, yes.
2: I promise it wasn't that. I promise. I love my mother in law dearly. Go on, Danny. My
0: mother-in-law's often doing home repairs, if you know what I mean.
1: Wait, so so Danny, I'm confused. What's your question? His family has rejected you?
3: No, I'll I'll get so. Pretty much um, what's happened is now in the last couple of weeks, probably since I wrote you guys, one of the brothers, um, his, our, our new, we had a baby last May and his brother is about to have a baby. So they'll be about a year apart. So it's like exciting time for the next gen to get to know each other. But that brother in particular has kind of explicitly expressed that he's just not interested in me, doesn't really want to be around me. He started discluding me from like family functioning, family functions and stuff. Like they had a dinner party last week and like, I just wasn't invited, but everyone else was, it was very odd. And, um, I, it's not, it's not totally based on nothing. I think what happens is when out here, because I grew up so differently, we're, I mean, I'm like, A privileged Jewish American girl who went to college and out here like my in laws are like truck drivers and tradesmen and i'm not saying that to be a snob i'm just trying to illustrate this like massive point of difference in just not only the culture clash, but like our complete. um, communication style full stop so what happens is I kind of accidentally become this like abrasive American who in, in heated topics such as like this is why we don't hit kids now and, and misogyny. And here's what feminism. actually it, like I had to define feminism for a couple of them. Fine. I'm not, I guess I shouldn't shame them, but I kind of just become this abrasive American as I'm termed, whereas like at home, these are not conversations. And these issues are kind of these social things are just kind of built into who I guess my circles of people are. And it's not something I need to get on a soapbox and talk about. So he looks at, and, and also communication wise, he kind of looks at it as like, see, I think there's a way to have a debate about something and then move on, like respectfully and whatever. He these the, he sees it and these guys see it as like it's a personal attack on me. We're having a fight anytime we kind of disagree. So, I'm just like at a at a loss, and um, it's sad because now this has happened where I'm not included. But I want to. I guess my question's twofold. I want to, one, how do I kind of make peace with the fact and accept the fact that like, this just isn't going to be this like Brady Bunch (laughs) blended, exciting, idealized version of what I thought it would be, especially because I've been kept from my family out here. Um, But then my second thing is, do I be the bigger person and extend an olive branch, try to mend some bridges? Because like, I've been kind of hurt, really hurt by some of the things that he said that was kind of unrelated to other stuff in front of people. So um, yeah, do I, wh- what do I do about, how do I behave about this going forward to not make our, our children forego love? Cause I don't want to withhold love, but it's kind of toxic for me, but I don't want it to be. I want us to get along.
0: Yeah. Got it. Got I'm it. Got it. No. Okay. So the two questions are, how do you make peace with the fact that you didn't get the, the big Australian outback, uh, love and <laughs> connectivity kind of Didgerid the Bloomin-
2: the Bloom and probably,
0: Onion yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The whole, you thought you would each be a strand of a and Onion, <laughs> but in fact, you're, you're, you're your own ring. Um, and, and also, what do you do with people in your family that are assholes that you don't feel like you owe an olive branch to, but without giving that olive branch, there will be no peace and no connectivity.
3: No peace and connectivity, because yes, it's not like, I just want to make peace for everyone else. I genuinely,
2: like, want this family. I, I, yeah, it's hard. Cause I think you've put a lot of pressure in yourself, moving kind of away from your parents puts a lot more pressure on it of like, well, we're not seeing my family because I'm hoping we're going to get this. So it's a hard situation. Yeah. Are you close with their wives briefly?
1: <laughs> not so. <laughs>
3: Got it. So one, of, not I, no, but one of them, like I actually thought I could really like, and she's kind of new to the family. I'm six years into the family, and she's one year into the family, and I came at her with open arms. I was just like everything, warm, welcoming, tried to connect with her, and then as soon as this. Um, drama happened with her husband, which was just like two, three weeks ago, which I guess is maybe she's known about longer in his head, but God forbid he would be big enough to pick up the phone a couple of months ago. Whenever things started bothering him, she's just like cut me off. So I'm like, is that the kind of women? Like, is that what we teach women to do out here? We just are like, you know, I'm going to stand by my man.
1: It sounds like something else is happening because people are like not wanting to be around you. The wives are cutting you off. Like, do you have any? Do you have any intel from your husband, like what could be happening?
3: So this is, yeah, okay, you're, you're good, Natasha, you're good. There's two things, two things. One is this term abrasive American that I've kind of heard, which is they use the term instead of calling people out, pulling people up. So when these kind of heated topics arise, like all of these, I don't know, kind of antiquated ways that people, conservative ways people live. Like my wife should have my dinner on the table if she's not working. And like, just, I don't know why hitting kids and being, you know, wobbing around racial remarks or homophobic slurs. Like, it's so funny. And it's like, these are things that I don't want influencing my son. So they're not really welcome around me or my kid or in my house. And so when I try to then educate, I just look like, pedantic asshole so that's like one part of it
0: yeah all right let me jump in let me jump in i have a feeling now um i have a, I have a feeling first i I have a couple of questions why is it that you want to forge this idealized relationship that you've always desired with a group
1: of racists and rapists
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like what idealized Abusers.
4: abusers yeah (laughs)
0: yeah like like what is this idealized version of family did it include that it would be like looking the other way at racial slurs probably not so the way to make peace with the fact that you're not going to get it is that it was never available to you in the first place Mm, I didn't know
3: and that's the hard thing I didn't
0: know on the other hand on the other hand not to take you off the hook altogether you know there's like a really good rule of thumb uh on for me not you but for me in terms of i'm a very argumentative person too i too am an abrasive american not interesting uh, <laughs> and we both went to the same synagogue i i have uh, there's a good rule of thumb that that is does when you ask yourself if you need to make because you don't have to fight every battle i I, yeah. I i don't believe that everything you fought with your family about was something where it was an egregious racist remark that you definitely needed to take a stand on. There are certain things that you need to take a stand on and there are certain things you need to let drop, especially when it comes to family. The rule of thumb for me is, uh, does this need to be said? Mm. Does this need to be said now? And wow. does this need to be said by me? And, and-,
1: and a racial slur Something like that, I'd say, yes, it needs to be yes. said that you or you need to say something to prevent it, especially in front of your kid, obviously. Right.
0: Well, a racial slur is a perfect example. Somebody says it. Does it. Does somebody need to say something? Yes. Does it need to be said now? Yes. Is anyone else going to say it? No. So, yes, it needs to be said by me. But if I can't answer yes to all three of those questions, I'm not saying that I follow this. I'm saying this is a good idealized version of how to conduct myself with public debate, because if I can't answer yes to all three of those questions, then I can just shut the fuck up and I don't have to be the abrasive anybody. I can just mind my own business.
3: It's I feel like that is really a great checklist. I think I'm not saying it's not a good checklist, but when I'm at home, like in the States, I mean, so consider that that's a great checklist because in my mind, I'm like someone else will either pipe up or this is not you know my bad. This is like not for today but nobody does that here. And then I find myself being like the cheese stands alone black sheep. And including your, where's your husband on this? So my husband will pipe up like, and I'd say the, let's give it the last, I don't know, four out of seven racial slurs or talking about why kids deserve to get spanked. Like he, he will pipe up about that. And that's just
2: because- What? I agree with that. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, honestly, why kids deserve to get spanked to me is a great example. Does it need to be said? Maybe. Does it need to be said now? Maybe not. Does it need to be said by you? Probably not. So with, with racial slur, it's like your kid needs to know right now that's totally unacceptable. Never. With spanking, maybe you can go home and say to your kid, like, you know, we don't do that and there's a reason. Do you think by taking a public stand in front of your, your in laws, they're going to stop their believing what they believe about spanking? Absolutely 0% possible yeah. that's it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen.
1: And I, I have some other adv- advice for you. Like, it's kind of like a lesson in charm. And I understand that there's a reason why they all don't like you. And you're kind of like the one trying to, you know, stand up. Natasha, I'm sorry
2: person. to stop you, but if anyone could give a lesson in charm, it is truly this woman. So I oh. think this comes from a. You're getting it from the best source. That's
1: true. So, what I would do, thank you, Casey. What I would do is also try to figure out some things that the family really likes. That has nothing to do with things that you say, and you know, just when they come over, try to have. I mean, these are simple people. Like, just have have yes. their favorite beer ready for them. <laughs> these
0: are these are simple racist child abusers. They're just
2: simple. Every day, you're every day simple abusers
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Casey what do you think do you have any no
2: but but do you see what I'm that's saying that's a really like, like good point
4: like, Be like, better
0: like about- have
1: some of their favorite food have some of their you know just try to ingratiate them and compliment them do that kind of thing and that doesn't mean you can't also say please don't you know call Asian people that or whatever is their, you know please you know and and just keeping a broken record like you are with a kid like I was telling Moshe that the other day I'm like with a kid it's like you're just you just have to or i was telling the 9-year-old who's watching our kid i was like you just have to keep repeating things you just have to keep repeating things but
0: my my thought is that with those three questions to yourself you'll figure out when you need to fight what battles you need to fight because your job is not to educate anyone on how to be good you, that's just not your job your job is to stand up when something is unacceptable every human being has that job but your job is not to go to australia and come bring them your values and make sure they adhere. turn to
1: it down a notch yes. no, turn it down yes. five
0: notches.
3: no that that's a you guys really good points i feel like i've tried in the past to yeah connect on common ground but sort of this is kind of i think a fleeting note that i'm taking which is just like it's not my job it's not my job, but if I want peace, I'm gonna have to bite my tongue more. Yeah.
2: I think if I may, so I have some Trump supporter relatives and I actually just flew to Florida to visit them. And I was, I love these people. They may not and they've been in my life my whole life, but obviously it's a strain because it's difficult and their views on masks and the pandemic, it's difficult but I did try a technique. I was just like, I'm going to detach and try to just keep everything very shallow. I have tried talking to them. It's, it's not that I don't feel, it's just not working. Um, they are, they are not going to change in the same way I'm not going to. And so honestly, we really got into like the weather, which sounds dumb, but I was able to enjoy them. They enjoyed my kids. I just did not, I was so detached from them. I could actually be, you know, so friendly. And we chatted about like family drop, just like common things. The kids were our like touch point. And I tried to just not get into it because they're going to say something inflammatory. You're going to have to come back at them and it's not excusing it. Otherwise I personally would move back home because I would, I think right now you're, you're putting the weight in the wrong place. Like be with your small family and then go see them in little bursts of like two times versus seeing them all the time. And then I just think it seems you want to move back. And then you can really love people when you only see them twice a year.
1: Keep it shallow. I love that. I think that's so
0: wise. As you were as Casey was saying that, I was thinking, yes, like, why are you trying to alchemize this family into something that they will never become? You already know they'll never become, rather than trying to turn your own family that you actually have control over into the family that you want. The uh, you can you can grow chosen your family. Life. You can grow your well. It's not chosen family because you did give birth to them, so they are your biological <laughs> family. I think, but it's like you can grow your own family unit into the thing you want through friends yes. and. And, and, and community that you build rather than going, to, it's like you keep going to the dry well and trying to get a cup of water and going like, why isn't there any water here? In America, we have water. Yeah,
2: based on your idea of the like Norman Rockwell thing. And so I think you keep running up against your own expectation. That's just not there for the taking. Ugh. And it sucks, it sucks. But like finding acceptance there. It's just really good to hear people be clear.
0: The truth is, behind every Norman Rockwell painting was a person making a disparaging mark about the Aboriginal people of Australia. <laughs> so honestly, it was never an ideal to begin with. You just have to cultivate in the field that actually grows you, grows your fruits and vegetables, rather than going to an arid field and hoping against hope that someday a fruit will pop up. Ain't no fruit.
3: Nope. There's no fruit. Just dry, dusty seeds. But like, I found out here in my first month of being here, I was like, oh, I need like peeps. This is not yeah going to work like for me um, in an extended way. So I found there's a huge, not a huge, but there's a big, um, like a 5,000 person American expat Facebook group. And I, my two best friends, they have two, three kids of their own has like all of us, the six of us adults, we get together and have friends Like, so that even my husband has tried to say like, we have like these are not i know my blood people but like you have a lot of love here and you have to just start being grateful for that yeah. instead of instead of hanging on because i do i'm not somebody that i i need people i guess
0: yeah I lean I'm in lean there. into the place where you're getting nutrients rather than hoping they pop up somewhere else i think we've solved your issues okay
1: danny good luck
0: thanks good, you. Luck. Good, good luck
1: have good camping. luck fun camping bye Casey. you look great okay. you. And if,
0: all else, if all else fails just Make a crocodile Dundee reference. Australians love that. Well, Casey, you gave Steve good Steve Irwin advice. reference. Yeah, Steve Irwin. Oh yeah, that's a that's a, a cultural point that everybody feels good about in Australia. Um, Casey, you give great advice as we knew you would. Um, yeah,
1: that was really good. Keep it shallow.
0: Keep it shallow. It's is hard, it is but... it hard?
1: Like, is it do 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 you find that like Trump relatives Trumpers that you know they
2: want to get into
1: it or no?
0: Are they also down to keep it shallow?
2: Yes, I think so. Some are and some aren't, but also it's like the level of respect I've had for like the time and effort they've put into my childhood and my life. And my mom passed away like 15 years ago. So part of me is like, also like, what would she want me to do? My mom was like, actually like a feminist leader, but I actually think she would be like, just go have a really nice time with my brother, please. and let them be in the kids lives. And, you know, I don't know. So, but it's, it's very challenging. Like I have one relative who's a Trump supporter, not my family in Florida. And, you know, I just, it's very difficult to overcome. Like what comes with that is someone who's supporting a bigot and and speaking of anti semitism, supporting someone who's fanning those flames. And it's very difficult, like from an emotional standpoint to, to put aside, it's very difficult, but it's like, okay, but well, At at what cost? What's my end goal that I don't see my family? It's like, I think going to that end goal and like, it's almost like divorced parents. Like I'm just trying to kind of try to understand like, okay, we have to kind of keep this together for like my kids to have relationships.
0: No, but the only, the problem. I think what you're saying is so right on. And yes, and the, the 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 problem with that is that there's been a change in the way people talk about politics. When we were growing up, there was that idea: don't bring up religion or politics at the dinner table. Yeah. But now it's like, oh no, actually, find your political adversaries and take them down. And that, that's not just on the <laughs> at right. At the
1: dinner table. By the way, that's yeah. not just
0: reporters. That's that's people in my political camp too. It's like find find the trump supporter challenge the trump supporter and change them no one's ever changed anything although i recently was on a facebook wall argument and i did have a a profound political change of heart no i didn't that's never happened in american
2: history (laughs) wow someone trolling you got through
0: yeah somebody got me
1: but it's also sometimes hard to keep it light because it's like oh well can we actually go outside because I, if you don't want a mask, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like even logistically having a conversation with people. Is no,
2: hard. it was hard. It was like, had to be negotiated a bit. You know, it's like, I have my boundary, which is like, my kids aren't vaccinated. There's a lot going on right now. I felt we were, it was generous of us to fly there and then now we're going to do everything inside. And you know, those are my kind of ground rules and they respected that they really did. So
0: yeah. Let everybody think everybody's crazy, and I guess change the Exactly, like I knew like- they
2: were, but they were rolling their eyes at me, and just as much, they're just like California liberals. You locked it down so much, your kids didn't get any goddamn interaction. They think the master child abuse, and the numbers are not that much different. And so I was like, "Am I Republican now?" I'm hearing that, <laughs>
1: but <laughs> I,
2: you know, it's just like. We are not changing each other. And, and I'm not saying that means we shouldn't try. But after a few tries, it's just like, I know no one's changing me.
0: Yep. I love so that. Oh, I don't Keep know. It Keep it moving. Um, speaking of keeping it moving. Wait,
2: but she's still good
1: at advice. I think we should do one more call.
0: Oh, are you down, Casey? One more yes, call? Yes, of course. Let's do another. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Would you like me to tell you my favorite mattress company of all time?
1: You could, but I already know because you talk about it all the time.
0: I talk about it all the time because that's how good a quality this mattress is. It's a mattress in a box that feels like a little slice of heaven was shipped to your door. I just replaced two beds in our home that were old and lumpy. And now I feel like I'm sleeping on a cloud. I go from bed to bed to bed and I sleep in a different room every night.
1: And you have to take the quiz Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type to sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep.
0: And the way I sleep every night, no doke, no doke, no doke is on Helix. Do I speak perfectly all the time? No. Do I sleep perfectly every night? Des.
1: No, these are really the best mattresses. I love how they come. They come in a little box. You unhook them, then they start to like breathe out into your bed. Our kid loves hers. I, oh, by the way, our child has started napping on her bed and I think it's that new mattress.
0: I don't think I know. Go to helixsleep.com honeymoon, take that two minute sleep quiz, then they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. You know, your dad came to visit. He slept on the Helix mattress and he started going, what company was that? He's going to buy one. He's about to buy one because he slept on it one freaking night.
1: Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows, which we always need for our listeners at helixsleep.com honeymoon. They
0: have a 10 year warranty. You can try it out for 100 nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But we don't ever have anyone say they didn't love it because you will love it. Look, I'm not a perfect copy reader, but when I speak from the heart, I talk about Helix. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? I've been looking for an employee for my company lately, and I gotta say, OnlyFans is not a good place to find a candidate. Do you have a suggestion?
1: What about ZipRecruiter, Moshe?
0: That does make a lot more sense. What are they all about?
1: Well, if you have too many resumes to sort through, you need to hire someone ASAP. Maybe you don't know where to post your job to get it to the right people.
0: Hiring can be a headache. It can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can post your job to some weird job board, but then all you can do is hope that the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com honeymoon.
1: In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day.
0: I've been on OnlyFans for over a year looking and looking and looking and I have not found the person that I need
1: it's no wonder that over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs
0: and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address ZipRecruiter.com honeymoon
1: once again remember to go to this unique place ZipRecruiter.com slash H-O-N-E-Y-M-O-O-N ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire Okay, we're going to call Stuart and Isabel in Manhattan.
0: Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. Quick question before we get started. Would you rather be get cancer or canceled? <laughs> um,
4: Getting canceled is your fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. So can't. Yeah. you rather, Canceled? I can blame it on the universe. Yeah. Yes, okay, great.
1: Um by the way, we're here just not just Natasha and Moshe, but our friend Casey Wilson. Hi guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um so do you want to just kind of get into it? Tell us what's up? Yeah. Sure. Okay.
4: Um so some background. We've been dating for about 2 years. Stuart wanted to move to New York before we started dating. When we started dating a few months in, he asked if I wanted to go with him.
0: We met in LA, by the way, we lived there previously.
4: Yeah. Uh, And I was a little nervous because it was obviously very soon, but we really, really liked each other. So I said, yes. Then the pandemic hit and we pushed it back a little bit. We pushed it back a little bit, but we eventually ended up moving last August. And it was so hard, it was so lonely. Like our housing situations got really complicated. It was just super difficult. I was working from home, so we were together 24 seven, but we still did it and we still made it through. And it's, it's been getting better as things are starting to open up, but we definitely haven't been having an easy time. And yeah, I guess the question is,
0: how do we like retain? When the- will this
4: nightmare end? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's question number. One. Uh, number two is how do we retain our like strong, like bond in our relationship and like how much progress we've made while also learning to develop as individuals, uh, you know, as like young people and stuff.
1: Casey, you want to take that one?
2: <laughs> Woo, that? Back to you, Natasha.
1: I mean, Moshe and I, I mean, it's, it's definitely, this has been the hardest time yeah. of our relationship. Like we're in couples therapy. It's We've so never difficult. been in that before. You know, it's like, this is definitely, I felt like we never really needed help and now we do. So, I mean, I, I almost feel like, I don't know if I'm able to give advice on that subject. Cause we're having a hard time too.
0: Well, lucky you. <laughs> I, I can give advice on that on any subject, whether or not I have um, the, the rhetorical authority to do so. Um,
1: this is part of why we get into fights all the time. I didn't quite realize what a know-it-all Moshe was until yeah. I was stuck in a house with him for a year.
0: I don't think I'm a know-it-all. I just know a lot about almost everything. So not everything. <laughs> well,
1: I used to call it know-it-all. Now I know there's another name for it, you know, when like, men explain things to you yeah. and you're not sure about right. it. Right, being
0: correct. Um <laughs> But here's what I've been thinking. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. You know how the restaurants before the pandemic that were kind of, you were already a little bit like, wait, how are you in business exactly? And then the <laughs> pandemic hit and those are gone. Every one of them is gone, right? Like a lot of those restaurants are like, well, I guess that kind of made sense. Cause like, I didn't really like the Pacific dining car, RIP. I'm so sad that it's gone, but it was this 24 hour gourmet white tablecloth steak restaurant. And you were kind of like, always like, how are they possibly profitable? They died, right? The same thing is true with individuals. So everybody that you knew before the pandemic that was a little bit unstable is completely gone and just like needs severe mental health uh, or help. And the same thing is true with relationships. Every relationship that was rocky and, and ready to split, done. But that trickles but
1: they never got to establish well, what I'm
0: saying is that trickles all the way down, which is the healthy, positive relationships, the profitable restaurants, the people that were in a good place before the pandemic are all a few notches down in, in, in difficulty and challenge. I feel like Natasha and I were very healthy, but we are in a different space and having a bigger challenge than we were before the pandemic. So just like knowing that like you guys to me are a success story, even as difficult as it is, you guys happen to have found each other and happen to be this couple that was able to make it through this whole thing because in a normal circumstance, you would have been a rock solid couple and things would have been really smooth because you would have had your own individual lives and you would have done it in a more normal way. But no one's going through anything normal. That's my thought. Casey, what do you think?
2: Oh, my gosh, guys. I have a bit of a different take, and I don't know if I should say it. Say it. Of course. Can I I ask? um, Because I do agree with everything you're saying, and it's hard to move to a new city. These have been, like, extraordinarily difficult situations, so I'm, like, so empathetic and sympathetic to it. But... Sometimes my husband has said this. He's like, if you got problems at the beginning, you don't know what the hell you're headed for. Like when you have kids, when it gets, it gets, it only gets worse. So (laughs) part of me is like, if you're struggling this much at the outset,
0: move back to America. I'm worried. I'm worried. Leave Australia. You
2: both seem so lovely. And this is my question back to you, actually, because I don't know that I'm right. I'm just saying, like, before all this happened, were we at a 10? Were we like crazy about each other? We're
0: crazy yeah. about each other. We had okay, problems.
2: So we weren't like on a little of like, ooh, ground. No, Not we really. felt like, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Then
2: it seems like Moch was right. Okay, I was just kind of taking the restaurant analogy of like, were we the restaurant that's like, why are we are, are even open or are <laughs> we?
0: <laughs> okay, does I just wanted, I'm sorry. It I wanted to make just,
1: sense to have white tablecloths at 4 a.m.? Right, um, right, right. Wanted to understand so I know you're
0: that. Saying, Casey was like was this move together a kind of triage situation to solve a situation that should have been solved in the first place or do you happen did you happen to move together because in a normal circumstance you wouldn't have had to move together you would it would have been able to have its own organic flow but we all went through this global trauma together and here you are yeah it would have it would have hopefully been a lot more normal and like regular yeah,
2: we were also- and you would have had independence and your own friends do you guys have your own friends outside of each other where you live no, no. Not,
0: we have like we, all the friends.
4: friends we've made we've made together yeah uh, everyone new to us has been yeah.
2: as a couple that to me is like the just and i know it's so hard with the pandemic but just like trying to just get out of the house and let the other just like find some means of space or friendships or things outside of the other one weirdly is just like stop spending so much time together but I know it's so hard so it's not like you're wanting this it's just what's happened
1: I I I think that that alone could be a nice goal for each of you you know just like and you don't even have to be like we each have to make a friend you know but it's like what are the things that you enjoy doing you know like I was just in Atlanta for 10 days without Moshe but like I kind of got into the like I got into different television, like just things that I want to watch kind of following my bliss, like even alone, you can kind of do something like that. Um, And then maybe there's an exhibit you want to go see. And I'm sure there's a lot of outdoor things happening in New York right now. So it's like, yes, maybe you can't do a certain thing. But, you know, like, look at what's happening outside in New York, where you could like, you know, even if it's like vintage shopping, or I don't know, just something that interests you that you might not meet other people, but at least you're, like, filling yourself.
0: No, I, I I think that's right. Just because the two of you were able to make it through this with unrelenting, unceasing, never-ending companionship. That's with so one another, hard. Does it doesn't mean, just because that happened, it doesn't mean that that is now how it must be. Like, now that things are relaxing, you can try to do a reset. Because, yeah, just like Natasha said, like, one of the things in our relationship that was important was that we both needed independence from each other. And then the world took away the ability to get that independence. And now we're kind of sniping at each other, but we also are finding it difficult to detach because we're so used to it after a year and a half of always being together. Yeah, it
2: seems like you guys also want to be together. It's interesting.
4: Yeah, it sucks. We just like each other too much.
2: (laughs) Can you go out with the girl of the couple you've
4: met or, you know, like even silo those people off a little? I guess so. I mean, honestly, it's just been so hard for us to, like, make friends individually. Yeah. I kind of wouldn't even really know where to start.
2: Yeah. It's hard to make friends with older, I feel like. It's just so much harder.
0: A hundred percent it's harder to make friends. I, I, I... I think once, when you're in your 20s, you actually, how old are you guys? You guys look like you could be yeah. in your 20s. How old are you? 30, 31. I'm 25. 31? I'm
4: 25.
0: Yeah, you guys look, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. You, you. Yeah,
4: you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. You're both
2: 47?
0: Yeah, yeah. no, you, now that you, you say You guys are it, you so young. Like, now that you look, now you say you look 25 and 24, but like you've lived through too much. I, I, I really Never. aged 25 and 24. Now that you say it, I see that you guys look like a kind of, uh, no, I'm joking. Um, you guys are young, so maybe go out and meet people. You have to
1: go out. I mean, that's just part of it. And you have to go out alone. You have to go out together. You have to. I mean, it's New York. Like, walk walk somewhere. Walk to the fucking plaza and have a drink at the bar. I don't know. Do do
2: something.
0: No, well, yeah, true. I, ahead, Well, Casey. I was
2: just going to say, and again, I know these seem like almost Republican values coming out.
0: <laughs> Looks and, like somebody won at the uh, Trump family clear, gathering. I day. know, day.
2: I know. I I was telling earlier guys
0: can stop living in fear. That's my advice.
2: <laughs> no. But I am saying I think we've gone so far in one direction that when it is affecting mental health, and I am personally like I'm not going to get on a high horse, but if you are vaccinated, I know there's problems, but I think we are now letting fear rule us to the point that it is disintegrating our mental health and lives. And I personally, I'm pulling back in the other direction. I I won't do it anymore to that level. I I just won't. And obviously i'll wear my mask and i'll be safe and i try to see everyone outside and i'm doing all those things i'm not saying that but i do feel like what i'm hearing is like you guys adhered amazingly to the pandemic as we all should have but now like yeah we're the world is in a transitionary state and i know we're like toggling back and forth in this like super scary way but i just think living in fear it just puts a fucking damper on everyone and i'm not even saying you're doing that but like I think just I little, am. I, I, I
1: want to know how to stop Casey. How, how do we, do you have any practical suggestions for not living in fear, not checking hmm. the news on your phone?
2: I don't check the news anymore, which I, I'm not trying to be ignorant. My husband does. And I'm like, where are we at? You know, but I, I was up at night every night I was having to take like Klonopin. Like I was really just going through and I've had a couple friends who like to send me like the most alarmist news articles. I had to be like, you have to stop. Like I just, I can't, I have to just try to assume if I'm doing everything in my power to be safe, that I just, I don't know, I can't be at the 10 anymore. It's, it broke me to my core emotionally.
0: I, so, I think we all feel that way too, but like, I, I, and I think. I
2: don't mean at the risk of harming others or anything like that, obviously.
0: No, but something else happened as a result of, of being in that much fear and trauma. And it's interesting to think about that everyone on Earth has gone through the same version of trauma with a, a thousand different iterations of what it looked like. But you remember?
2: Even the billionaires.
0: Now, you guys are only 24, but have you ever... Even us, Hollywood elite, Hollywood elite here, we went through that.
1: <laughs> Coastal elites as well.
0: Have you ever seen the classic old film, very old classic film film? Um, from another generation called The Shawshank Redemption. Have you ever seen that old chestnut?
1: Honey, she has. She,
0: what? You haven't? For real? Okay, first of all, you have to watch it, because it's great, and I was making a joke, because it's not an old film. But there's a character in there, right? This guy, Brooke, who gets out of jail, and he's been in there for so long that when he gets out of prison, he doesn't know what to do with himself, and he ends up not being able to live on the outside. So that's called being institutionalized, Right. So beyond the fear, which was reasonable for a while, but now has become like monolithic. Also, we've all become slightly institutionalized. And it's like just because you can make it through prison, just because you can live with your cellmate and and make it through, just because you are dependent on the system doesn't mean that it's healthy. So we've all become institutionalized, even in our little relationships. And so the way to get out of institutionalization is to fight against it. And I think that Natasha's right. Like if I, if I was living in, if you were still in LA, I'd say one of you needs to go to the desert for the weekend and the other one needs to stay home. And then you swap and go, but you can't maybe afford that in New York and the desert's further away, but you've got new, it's New York. I mean, there's a million different adventures that you guys can have without each other. And I think it's time to start implementing that like yeah. alone time so that you can kind of grow independently because you guys, you, you became married before you even started really going steady. And yeah. now it's time to go get individual so that so that your relationship can thrive.
1: And yeah. if, something that, if if you see something that sounds fun for the two of you as a date, you should also do that. Like, I think, you know, unique, you know, we kind of, our brains thrive on novelty. So, you know, there's also part of you that's probably really bored with each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, if there is something you're like, oh, but this would be perfect for us. Like, you should still do that too. Like, keep continuing to make your own relationship special and
2: fun but you guys have it hard like you're in such a small space it's it's hard in New York for everyone like I just I have such empathy and it seems like like you guys are gonna do okay but you you're almost like codependently now it feels yeah and I feel that too with my husband so I'm not saying that with any judgment at all
0: Nope. This other thing has happened, too, which is that it's not just that we spent a year and a half together. It's that we spent the worst, nastiest, grossest year and a half together, where it's like we were in our underwear 75 percent of the time. It, there was there wasn't that three to six to nine to a year long period where you were still trying to impress one another. We went straight into like old domesticated like it's fine. I'll just like wear my boxers for a week. Does this sound familiar to you at all, Natasha? Yeah, honey. So I'm saying not only do you need to thrive individually, but also find a way to thrive as a couple. Natasha was right. Get dressed up. Go out to you know go paddle on the fucking paddle boats at central park do corny stuff because all of that corny stuff that wouldn't have felt corny because you were in that insanity that early love is that went away with you guys just like planning to move to new york together so go back and re and retry to make that relationship romantic again make relationship romantic again as casey's relatives would say
2: that's right yep that's right
1: all right. Well, good luck, you guys. I feel like you have a lot of suck, so
0: though. I hope we helped ready. you. <laughs> they are hot, aren't they? They do.
1: Look yeah. Hot and
0: young. yeah.
2: Honestly, I'm <laughs> jealous of you guys. So
0: yeah.
1: just take advantage of it. All right, yeah. Good luck,
0: you guys. You it's, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I really
1: appreciate it. Right. Casey, that was helpful. Again, I knew you'd have some. I some feel bad. Time.
2: I was basically like break up
0: well that's <laughs> natasha's role usually She's like, i don't think this is gonna work go your separate ways
1: but i don't understand how to help people anymore with that kind of thing but because...
2: they looked so crushed when i said that Well, <laughs> that's I... a good sign yeah right yeah uh, that's a good sign no i was wrong and i do
1: think getting off of the news is really positive because also i feel like they're targeting us and it's just like one horrible tragedy after horrible. the other like our kids in the woods right now. And she was like playing in like an outdoor on an outdoor swing. And I just keep thinking like all of the articles that I've heard, like just this past year, like tree snaps on hammock family of four lost in the woods, a book, like I've just like five different headlines.
2: That's not the news you need to hear. That doesn't affect your, like it's just too triggering to me. Like to hear all these stories. I'm now like having trouble driving. I'm like, (laughs) Something happened happen while know. we're driving and it's just like oh i don't know but then
1: sometimes it's like i will read the article because i'm like well maybe there's a kernel of wisdom like how how much weight can you put on a tree in the woods if you're gonna put a hammock and two bodies in it like i'm like wanting to be an expert on everything because maybe there was some <laughs> but it is it is very challenging because you know i'm not letting her enjoy herself outside in the woods either i'm like maybe we should all just go inside and watch tv
2: <laughs> and may i ask are you guys really out there because of like the variant or no, you're just on we're vacation
0: on, we're on vacation but it was
2: vacation
0: but it was good timing How about that oh, yeah yeah yeah
1: moshe got has it, some it. like land up in like 10 hours north of la so we'll kind of come up here at certain times with that's another nice. family that's
2: really
1: yeah. nice
0: if any of our podcast listeners can figure out where we are, it's kind of a nice, um, it's like a, you know, a scavenger hunt. And you can come meet us if you can find the, a plot of land. Anybody is welcome.
1: I'm going to take Casey's advice with the news and keeping it superficial. I think that I'll keep it check. Shallow. Keep it shallow. Let me know. Moshe, let me know if anything crazy's happening.
2: I literally will, I'll scan headlines with like a very, you know this, Natasha, from We Went to the Same Acting School at NYU, you know, they talk about soft focus. <laughs> when oh, interesting. When you're like not, not looking like at anything, I kind of like scan it lightly. <laughs> and if I see anything that's triggering or dark, I don't read. I'm like, I can't read this.
0: That's how I read uh, the news when there's a big fight and I haven't watched the fight yet. I'll kind of like read it with uh, crossed eyes and yeah. try to avoid getting spoiled. so you're doing that, but with all of the news of the yeah, world, and
2: I'm not trying to be ignorant. It's really not that, but I do think there was so much so much before the election of like, so entrenched and steeped in it that I'm a little like, there's just been so many catastrophes this year that I need to find a, a place of joy this year. And I'm just trying to like shuck off fear. I'm just, I'm, I can't do it anymore.
1: And and I also realized because I have, I read this magazine called The Week and I had like some yeah. old ones shoved somewhere and it was like from last, from 2020, but it was like Trump on every single page, like two or three times. And like, we should be very grateful that he's not there anymore, but I think he did kind of like open up this, like, now there's like content to be filled. <laughs> Yes, there's horrifying yes. conf- content uh openings so i think and that i'm certainly
2: not being like joe biden's in office though so i don't need to read the news anymore but i am trying to take a little advantage of like okay someone else is at the wheel maybe i can like just a little bit and again i don't mean to make it seem like i'm not trying to play a role or or certainly like i don't know be engaged
0: no i think what you're saying makes perfect sense the last four years have been an unnatural degree of news inhalation. And then yes.
2: it ended with the pandemic.
0: <laughs> yes. And then
2: an insurrection. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. <laughs> I know.
0: That's why really we're in the woods. Really
2: unbelievable. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's why we're in the woods. It's not the Delta variant. It's the human variant. It's just like it helps to get out of career, news, yeah, everything, and just get out. And that is what the Red
2: my, my, my woods is like girlfriends in the backyard laughing, going to dinner. Like, I'm just like, I must reconnect with people, but I'm an extrovert. Love that. That's great. But I also don't own any land anywhere else. So we're always like, we have no America <laughs>
0: Oh, well, well, I didn't realize you weren't a landowner when I started the podcast. I know you sorry.
2: didn't. I know. No, no, I, I wrote the time. producer. I wrote the producer ahead of time to try to press yeah. you, but I guess that message didn't get passed along. Hey,
1: Casey, crazy. you can have this land. It's uh it's the most no,
0: beautiful, it... like being like on Endor. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it sounds um, so nice it, though.
0: Casey, this was awesome and it's you know, speaking of connecting with girlfriends in the backyard, there is something nice about seeing people that you like, even on a digital uh, I- uh, interface. So thank you so Absolutely. much. And also don't forget
1: uh, Casey's book, The Wreckage of My Presence has gotten rave reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Your podcast, Bitch Sesh. Uh, and Black,
0: Black Mondays.
1: And and you're on Black Mondays. So we're I'm thank sure you me. have even time. more things coming up. The but short the- daddy-o.
0: Don't forget to look into the short <laughs> daddy-o. <laughs> don't
2: forget to remember that you can watch 15 minutes of my journey.
0: <laughs> and
2: actually, <laughs> but, people like, where is it? I'm like, I don't know how to access it. So <laughs> they're like, can you try to post it? I'm like, I don't know how. Everybody should pick up your book. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Moshe, I have your book in my bookshelf. I love it. I have it very much on display right there in my bookshelf. And my husband loved it too.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. You're welcome. I'm working on another one right now. And it's like taking up every ounce of my brain. So
2: it's Just a lot a of work,
0: it is so much work do you did you like the process of writing a book
2: i did i didn't i i didn't I underestimated how much work it would actually be at the second like at the end
0: mm-hmm. and, yeah,
2: but I did like it I, but it took me so long, but I really did like it
0: I but feel like a lot of enter, a lot of entertainers like like the idea and then they get into like the the nitty gritty of like how isolating and solo and you know, there's not a lot of feedback until the end part, you know, like yeah. a lot of people oh, just yeah. feel driven crazy by the process.
2: Well, speaking of last thing that to maybe, what I started doing is like Jesse Klein, a friend of mine and a couple other girlfriends, we, who was also writing a book, we would get on Zoom together and write. And we wouldn't talk for like four hours, but there would just That's be simply really really? other, face, other faces. And then we would just set really timers hard. and then we'd chat for a little and then someone would be like, I'm taking a nap. This was like pandemic, like darkness, but like, I'm taking a nap and just simply keep their screen on and then they exit frame. I mean, it was getting so strange, I love but that. it's so isolating. Yeah. And it was like, just helpful to see someone else's face and working and like,
1: and you're like, you know, someone's, you're, someone's kind of there too. Checking
0: you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, really. and, and I'm like, Oh, they're working. I should do something here.
0: That's really smart. I, I, I love that idea. And, I've been doing something similar, but I don't have any friends writing books. So I have this girl that I found on OnlyFans, and she and I just kind of interface on mm. the webcam and I write. She does mm. what she does. I look up once in And a while. what
2: does she do when you say she does what she does?
0: Listen, she does- I don't want to really get into that. That's more of a it's a HIPAA <laughs> thing. Actually, that's honestly right. a HIPAA. Let's sort of violate huh. my HIPAA rights by even asking. Right. But okay. um, but she does what she does.
2: That's right. Okay. She does okay. what she does. Right. <laughs> while <Well>, you write. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for having me. This was so fun and so nice to see you guys. Great to see you, too. Okay,
1: we'll see you soon, hopefully. Okay. And uh, I'm excited to read your book.
0: Yep, thank you.
1: Thank you. you. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.